Hello and uh, welcome to the program. If you are a dog owner, listen up. Uh, if let me let me start there. If you are a dog owner and your dog won't eat, you have troubles uh, feeding your dog. Your dog will sit there. You'll pour whatever it is into the bowl and they look at you and they're like, "Nah." May I suggest Rough Greens? That was the first thing I wanted to cure with my dog. And I remember saying, I, you know, they said, oh, it's going to make him much more healthy and everything else. I'm like, if he'll just eat it, that's big enough for me. He wolfs his food down now. Uh, Uno does. Wolfs it down. Uh, we don't have a problem with him losing weight and gaining weight. We don't have to stand there like we're playing statue with our kids uh, while he eats. If you have a dog that doesn't eat, put rough greens on top of it. And if they're anything like my dog, they love it. And you will see healthy differences in your dog the longer you feed them rough greens. Rough greens, not a dog food, but a supplement that you put on the food. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get a free bag of it right now. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33. time yesterday to listen to the Supreme Court uh, as they were doing their oral arguments yesterday on Roe versus Wade. Stu and I came out of, out of it in different places. I think that I think there's a good chance that Roe versus Wade is a thing of the past. Now, it's really difficult. You don't want to read into their questions because sometimes it just they're just asking good questions. But they're asking them almost rhetorically. They're, they're asking and just want to hear the answer. It doesn't mean that's the way they're going to vote. But if you heard some of the questions and some of the answers, to me, it looks like Roe versus Wade may have a chance of being a thing of the past. Stu's a little more skeptical of that. We'll get his opinion. We're going to listen to the arguments and uh, run it down for you in 60 seconds. program welcome to the uh, welcome to the program let me tell you about american financing there is a great phrase that goes a little something like this you don't know what you don't know R right for instance if you haven't called american financing and talked to one of their mortgage consultants then you don't know what you don't know you know uh, you may be saving hundreds of dollars, maybe even $1,000 or more. Dealing with your finances can be a hassle. I know Stu has used American financing and found it simple and easy and game-changing. Yeah. I mean, you, you realize what a difficult situation going through a... Uh uh, going through a you know a mortgage refinance or a new mortgage is um, and you know they they are able to boil it all down for you 
and walk you through each step and make it easy and not to mention get you the best deal you're going to find too so that's that's always helpful you like to save the thousands and thousands of dollars as well so american financing call them now 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org well let's start with the supreme court yesterday your takeaway quickly Stu. i mean i i i am optimistic i hope I, I'm normally pessimistic. I mean, I'm, I'm willing yeah, no. to, to, to entertain John Roberts, the idea. I'll be, I'll be pessimistic uh, till the day John Roberts is no longer on the court. Right. But I mean, you don't even need Roberts here. This is why this should be an open and shut case. Uh, right. I just was surprised more about the media coverage, which seemed to treat it as a foregone conclusion that Roe versus Wade is going away. Now, there's incentives on both sides here. I think, you know, the pro-life side wants to show this is a really, really important big deal, which, of course, I think it is. And the pro-choice side wants to scare everybody on their side uh, to to be out in the streets and vote Democrat. Uh, so maybe that's all it is. But like when I was when I was uh, listening to the entire thing yesterday, I, there are moments I felt optimistic, but I, I didn't think that it was like the greatest. I didn't. I mean, you heard pretty nuanced questions from Amy Coney Barrett. Um, you know, J- John Roberts clearly was looking for some sort of middle ground. Um, you know, Kavanaugh, I guess, was the, probably the the most exciting part of this because he was, was a question the mark. biggest question mark, maybe. Right. And <laughs> he seemed to be uh, by oral arguments on the right side of it, in my view. But, you know, other than obviously Clarence Thomas and, and, and Samuel Alito, um, they both seemed rock solid. Yeah, rock solid. And I th- but again, like Gorsuch didn't go into enough detail that I think we learned anything new about Gorsuch mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I don't think it's an open and shut case. I would be surprised if they don't do anything. Like if we don't get to the point where maybe this Mississippi law is allowed or some other sort of incremental step. Well, is- the 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 uh defendants, the ones who, you know, from planned parenthood and mm-hmm. the, you know, the the um the abortion clinics they're saying it's all or nothing. If you allow this to stand, then Roe versus Wade is over. It's an interesting risk. I think they have some there's some political calculations that go on there as well. Uh, but it was interesting to hear even the Planned Parenthood lawyers aren't arguing the position of the Democratic Party. They're saying viability, which you would argue, say is like 24 weeks. The Democratic Party is saying up until birth. Right. So the Planned Parenthood lawyers are far more conservative than the Democratic Party at this point. That's your country. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So one of the big things that um, happened is just uh, is um, uh, Justice Sotomayor. Do we have this one? Um, yeah, let's I think we have Kagan basically saying this. Here's uh, cut 13. Justice Breyer started with stare decisis. Uh, an important principle in any case, and here for the reasons that Casey mentioned, uh, especially so, um, uh, to prevent people from thinking that this court is a political institution that will (laughs) go back and forth depending on uh, what part of the public yells loudest. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Now, what she's saying here is that um, this this um, legal argument uh, means that 
you can't go in with well-established law and just overturn it. You, you have to have, you know, compelling evidence to overturn it. And when it's not clear, you should always just stay with it. And we don't overturn longstanding rulings by the Supreme Court. That's the argument. Well, that was shot to hell yesterday. Uh, Kavanaugh, uh, you know, just took it apart um, and and really took it apart with the Plessy versus Ferguson decision, which was separate but equal. That was a wrong ruling, separate but equal. It was changed by the Brown versus Board of Education, but it was a law for 58 years. So by what Sotomayor and Kagan were saying, that should Plessy versus Ferguson should have remained. And that's what the conservatives were saying on the court. Wait a minute. You can't do that. If, if it is wrong, it is wrong. And they were making the argument uh, that they're in fact, let me see if we have it. Uh, where is the one reasons for Roe versus Wade? I think it's cut 14. Let's try that. Mississippi's ban on abortion two months before viability is flatly unconstitutional under decades of precedent. Mississippi asks the court to dismantle this precedent and allow states to force women to remain pregnant and give birth against their will. The court should refuse to do so for at least three reasons. First, stare decisis presents an especially high bar here. In case we this just court about. carefully examined and rejected every possible reason for overruling Roe, holding that a woman's right to end a pregnancy before viability was a rule of law and a component of liberty it could not renounce. The question then is not whether Roe should be overturned, but whether Casey was egregiously wrong to adhere to Roe's central holding. Second, Casey and Roe were correct. For a state to take control of a woman's body How and demand that she go other. through pregnancy and childbirth <laughs> yeah. with all the physical risks and life-altering consequences that brings is a fundamental deprivation of her liberty. Okay, stop. Pres- now go to cut nine. Here's where Clarence Thomas jumps in and asks a few questions. Go ahead, nine. General, would you specifically tell me, uh, uh, specifically uh, state what, the right is? Is it specifically abortion? Is it uh, liberty? Is it autonomy? Is it privacy? The right is grounded in the liberty component of the 14th Amendment, Justice Thomas, but I think that it promotes interests in autonomy, bodily integrity, liberty, and equality. And I do think that it is specifically the right to abortion here, the right of a woman to be able to control without the state forcing her to continue a pregnancy, whether to carry that baby to term. I understand we're talking about abortion here, but what is confusing is that we, if, if we were talking about the Second Amendment, I know exactly what we're talking about. If we're talking about the Fourth Amendment, I know what we're talking about because it's written it's there what specifically is the right here that we're talking about 
Well, Justice Thomas, I think that the court in those other contexts with respect to those other amendments has had to articulate what the text means and the bounds of the constitutional guarantees. And it's done so through a variety of different tests that implement First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights. So I don't think that there is anything unprecedented or anomalous about the right that the court articulated in Roe and Casey and the way that it implemented that right by defining the scope of the liberty interest uh, by reference to viability and providing that that is the moment when the balance of interest tips and when the state can act to prohibit a woman from from getting an abortion. So let's just go through the rights. Okay, here are the rights as enumerated um, in the Constitution. Tell me which ones apply to abortions to freedom of speech. No Mm -mm. freedom of press. No Mm. freedom of religion. No, you might be able to make a case, but no, there's no on the other side. Right. There's no religion that, you know, promotes as you're supposed to. <laughs> uh, free- <laughs> and the Democratic Party. Uh, freedom of assembly. No. Freedom to petition the government. No. Right to bear arms. No. Unless you redefine arms, then it's a pro-life. Uh, prote- protections against housing soldiers in a civilian home. Protection against unreasonable search and seizure. Protection against the issuing of warrants without probable cause. Protection against trial without indictment, double jeopardy, self-incrimination, property seizure, right to a speedy trial, informed of charges, confronted by a witness, call to a witness, right to legal counsel, uh, right to trial by jury, protect against excessive bail, excessive fines, and cruel and unusual punishment. It doesn't enter the Bill of Rights at all. So, he says, well... What right specifically are we talking about? Cut 10. Listen to Sotomayor. If viability is not tethered to anything in the Constitution, in history, or tradition, it's a quintessentially legislative line. Counsel, there's so much that's not in the Constitution. I'm so glad she brought that up. There is so much. It's true. Not in the Constitution. For instance, the, quote, right to health care. Not in the Constitution. Abortion. Not in the Constitution. But there is something in the Constitution that goes to the very heart of this case. It's the Tenth Amendment. Powers not granted to the federal government in the Constitution belong to the states or the people. It's very clear. If abortion is not in the Constitution, the federal government has no role. None. If you can't tie it to one of the rights that are in there, the Constitution specifically states there's all kinds of rights out there. And those rights are all held by the people and the states. This is why it was so important Uh, When they were talking about, um, and I don't have it, shoot, I don't have it yet. Um, When they were, when they were talking about um, uh, being neutral, who was it? It was Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. Kavanaugh talks about being neutral and the Supreme Court should be neutral on things like this. If it isn't constitutional, that's what the Supreme Court is supposed to do. It's not supposed to decide social issues. 
it's not supposed to decide, you know, if 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 you had religious zealots take over the United States of America, would you want the Supreme Court to be able to say, yep, well, that church is the right church and and uh, the people have spoken on that? No, you wouldn't want that, right? Well, could the Supreme Court actually stand against it? Absolutely, because in the Constitution, it says the federal government can't do any of that. It can't pick one religion over another. It's left to the individuals. And this is the biggest problem. Who runs the country? Do the people run the country? Does the president and his cabinet run the country? Does the Senate and Congress or the Supreme Court? Who actually has final say? Final say, according to the Constitution, remains with you. As long as, as long as nothing is happening that violates the Constitution... It belongs in the hands of the people. And we keep voting for things. For instance, health care. We voted against health care. They jammed it through. They jammed it through in an unconstitutional way. And John Roberts, who I believe knew it was wrong, did some makeup at the Supreme Court and ruled in favor of it when he should have said, if you want this, do it the right way. Sending I'm sending it back. He actually should have said uh, there's no right to health care. There is no right to health care. So don't bring it to me. It's why conservatives may be against universal health care in your state. But you've never heard me say anything other than. Romney was wrong and stupid with Romney care in Massachusetts, but it wasn't illegal. It wasn't against the Constitution. State has a right to do that. I don't have a problem with California voting to be the dumbest group of people I've ever seen in my life. They have a right to live that way. They have a right to rule that way if that's the way they want to do it. My problem with California is they rope me in because when they fail and they will, I'll be on the hook and my taxes will have to go to pay for their nonsense. That's my problem. Not that they do things that I disagree with in California. It is the state's right. And it is the people's right to vote one way or another. That's what this is really all about. States' rights and the Constitution. Are we going to have a body that is just political because we've always tried to play by the rules. And uh, if we can't get this done this time, I think everything changes. I think everything changes. There will be litmus tests. There will be people now that will say, how are you going to vote? How are you going to vote? And I want to see evidence that that has been in your DNA from the beginning. Because th- this has been a farce to the, to the right for a very long time. Back in just a second. And not because they don't vote our way, but because they don't follow the Constitution. Patriot Mobile. Every war is filled with battles and some you win, some you don't. 
That's why it's so important to make the ones you win really count. And right now we're in an ideological war with leftism and at stake is not only our nation, but the the world's freedom. One battle you might be fighting against is big mobile companies. They're not only overcharging you, but too many of them are supporting things like Planned Parenthood. Hello, Verizon. This is how you win the battle. You stop giving them your money and you make the switch today. They're going to give you a free month of service. And the offer ends December 5th, which is what, in three days from now? You'll get reliable nationwide coverage for less, minus the leftist propaganda. Patriot Mobile shares your values, supports organizations that are fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, fighting against abortion. The sanctity of life means something to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. They know it means something to you, too. They put their money where their mouth is. They are committed to the same things that you're committed to. Get rid of Big Mobile out of your life. Stop empowering and feeding the beast. Send the message to Big Mobile. Do you hear us now? PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. Here is uh, Justice Kavanaugh from yesterday. When you really dig into it, um, history tells a somewhat different story, I think, than is sometimes assumed. If you think about some of the most important cases, the most consequential cases in this court's history, there's a string of them where the cases overruled precedent. Brown v. Board uh, outlawed separate but equal. Uh, Baker versus Carr, which set the stage for one person, one vote. West Coast Hotel, which recognized the state's authority to regulate business. Miranda versus Arizona, which required police to give warnings when the right to about the right to remain silent and to have an attorney present to suspects in criminal custody. Lawrence v. Texas, which said that the state may not prohibit same-sex conduct. Knapp versus Ohio held that the exclusionary rule applies to state criminal prosecutions to exclude evidence obtained in violation of the Fourth Amendment. Gideon versus Rain Wainwright, which guaranteed the right to counsel in criminal cases. Obergefell, <laughs> which recognized the constitutional right to same-sex marriage. I mean, he goes in on. each of those cases. Other than on. that, though, what does he have? Right. You know? I mean, it goes on and on and on. On and on. And it shows that Kavanaugh may actually be... Uh, fighting on our side. Which oh yeah, I mean, great the hope for sure. I mean, Breyer went to great extents to try to argue that this did not qualify as one of those types of cases. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought he failed, frankly, with that argument. Back with more in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Jackie lives in Montana. She writes about her dog's experience. She says, we're, we ordered the sample bag of Rough Greens that you've been talking about. And our little chihuahua, oh, chihuahuas, they're so cute. They look exactly like a blueberry muffin. Anyway, she, uh, keep your chihuahua away from my breakfast table, please. Anyway, she used to take uh, forever to eat her food. Um, Jackie now says she loves it. She gobbles it down. She actually begs for her food every night. She'll scratch on the cupboard until we feed her. Her energy is up. She runs up and down the stairs easier than she has. 
Uh, we call it her drug. That's kind of what we call it dog crack at my house. Jackie, thank you so much for listening and writing in. Rough Green's not a dog food. It's something that you sprinkle on the dog's food. It's a supplement filled with all the things that make your dog healthier and happier. Most dogs love it. Find out if your dog is one of those dogs by getting a free bag of Rough Greens just to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. You can save 25 bucks on your subscription right now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Fauci Lied. This is the Glenn Beck, Pro- Glenn Beck program. Uh, Justice Roberts, strangely, had a great question yesterday in the Supreme Court uh, as they were talking about um, abortion and the Mississippi law that allows abortions up to 15 uh, weeks. At 15 weeks, it bans all abortions, including rape or incest. And... <laughs> Here's what Justice Roberts asked, which I think is a very logical question. If you think that the issue is one of choice, uh, uh, that women should have a choice to terminate their pregnancy, um, that supposes that there is a point at which they've had the fair choice, uh, opportunity to choice. And why would 15 weeks be an inappropriate line? So viability, it seems to me, doesn't have anything to do with choice. Hmm. It doesn't. And the problem with viability is you're on the wrong side of history. Because if you're arguing, arguing it's 24 weeks, you're already wrong. Yeah, they're already, they're still arguing 24 weeks. 24 weeks was the standard basically that was put in with Casey. Because? Because that was about the time that kids could live at that right. point. We're at 20 weeks now. Let me give you a, a couple, couple of the coolest dudes in the entire world. Curtis Means and Richard Hutchinson. They're one year. They're both one years old. They both uh, have the the record, and the record was broken by Curtis Means for the youngest baby ever born to live to their first birthday, and they were in twenty one weeks, right at the beginning of twenty one weeks. That just occurred. Um, these kids are thriving, and you know, there's pictures of them having their little smash cake for their first birthday. Mm-hmm. Twenty one weeks. One of the kids that uh, th- that is, I can't remember. If, uh, it might be Curtis Means, but I can't remember if it is or not. But the, the mother had to actually lie to the hospital about how old, how long the baby had been baking in the oven uh, to get them to treat the baby. Because it was the kid was so young that they were like, ah, there's no chance. And then they saved him anyway. Wow. Because she had to lie. She had to lie and say, no, actually, uh, it's 24 weeks. Because if it so was 21 weeks, they weren't going to do anything. So how many more kids how many could more? be saved? How many thousands? And that number is going to get closer and closer to conception. I mean, you know, it's not going to be conception. But that viability number is going to get closer and closer and mm-hmm. closer. And you're on the wrong side of history. Here's Justice Alito on viability. Uh, cut 22. Alito was great, by the way. I mean, Alito, Alito and, and Thomas are pretty much the unquestioned uh, success stories here. Here he is. Look at the interest on, on the other side. The, the fetus has an interest in 
having a life. What? And that doesn't change, does it, from the point before viability to the point after viability? In, in some people's view, it doesn't, Your Honor, but what the court said is that those philosophical differences couldn't be resolved well, in a way... The, that, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. What is the philosophical argument, the secular philosophical argument for saying this is the appropriate line? There are those who say that the rights of personhood should be considered to have uh, taken hold um, at a point when the fetus acquires certain independent characteristics, but viability is dependent on medical technology and medical practice. It has changed. It may continue to change. Now, when he's talking about philosophical arguments, Sotomayor runs into the defense, and here's what she says. Cut 11. The viability line discounts and disregards state interests, and the undue burden standard has all, all of the problems. That How is your interest anything but a religious view. Um, the issue of when life begins so has been hotly debated by philosophers since the beginning of time. So you it's get to decide. It's still debated in religion. So amazing. Um, so when you say this is the only right that takes away from the state the ability to protect the life, that's a religious view, isn't it? Because it assumes that a fetus is life. What? At when? You're not drawing. You're, when do you suggest we begin that life? I think the philosophical questions Your Honor mentioned, all those reasons that they're hard, they've been debated, they're, they're, they're important, they're, those are all reasons to return this to the people because the people should mm -hmm. get to debate these hard issues. Yep. He's like, hey, um, Sotomayor, would you mind making my argument for me real yeah. quick? And this is I mean, exactly the point that Mississippi is making, which is you can't take this away from the people mm -hmm. and, and and just put, again, even the Supreme Court disagreed with the Supreme Court standards. They keep saying, oh, well, you can't overturn Roe and Casey. Casey overturned Roe. Casey, yes, it said the fundamental findings of Roe remained, but they got rid of the trimester plan, which was what Roe versus Wade said. Hey, first trimester, you can't do anything. Third trimester, you can put in lots of restrictions. It went through the whole process, and they changed that to viability. So the initial argument about abortion literally was not, did not mention viability really at all. And that was that point was made yesterday as well. Viability is a new standard they put in in the 90s to to justify their mistake from the 70s and now we're supposed to act like now in the 2020s we're not allowed to come up with a new uh, reading on this so there is a there is a non-religious view uh why don't we kill why don't we kill homeless people <laughs> why don't we kill homeless people be i mean they don't have a good life they have a horrible life they're living under a bridge do you want to live under a bridge like that because they have do the right to live they have a right to live, mm -hmm. right? A fundamental right to live. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, they're in and out of prison. They're a <laughs> drug addict. I mean, so? they're going to they're going to continue to spiral down. We do this all the time with abortion. We say, like, how many Albert Einsteins Correct. have we aborted? How many Chili's waiter waiters have we aborted? Who yeah. cares what they do with their life? Correct. It's their life to do something. And with. that is the non-religious argument yeah. from the uh, the future like ours. It's that's the argument. The future like ours. We can't we can't we don't have the right to limit somebody's future 
because we think that's eh, not worth living. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that are very, very happy and fulfilled that we would look and go, I wouldn't want to live like that. We should pull the plug on that person, huh? The argument is your arrogance, your arrogance to decide what some person wants in their future. You can't you can't eliminate them because you don't think they have a future. You can't abort people because they're people. And you don't know the arguments going back and forth uh, that it happened early on that, oh, these children will have no life. And who are you? You going to adopt them? You have no idea. There were people I, I know one. I work with somebody who is had the childhood from hell. Mom and dad, drug addicts, hardcore drug addicts taken away. He and his sister uh, and his brother taken away. Very young by the state, put in foster care. I mean, a movie style bad foster care system. He runs away the at uh, twelve, I think, uh, thirteen. He runs away from the last foster home. They don't report him because they want just the money. So they they don't ever report that he's he's gone. They just keep taking the money. Wow. And he knows That's that. That's hacking the system right there. Yeah. So he knows that. So he uh, runs away. He's living on the streets. And when he gets old enough to go work at any store, any restaurant, he's working. He's going to school himself. He's always playing the shuffle with the parents. Uh, he he goes in. He's li- he. He makes enough money to buy a little teeny apartment. He and his sister, he goes and gets his sister. He and his sister are living in the kitchen of this apartment. They can't afford food. They can't afford heat. They can't afford electricity. But this has a gas stove. Think how dangerous this is. They turn on the gas stove all winter long and open it up so they can have heat Mm. and they can sleep at night. All right. You think this guy has a future? I work with this guy. He's one of the most optimistic, hardworking um, entrepreneurs that I know. He is considered my when we brought the family, uh, my my kids and uh, and I, we went up to to uh, Tanya's parents house and all of the family was around. And my son started talking about his brother and all the aunts and nieces and nephews and uncles were like, oh, hang on just a second. You mean. Tim, who's married to your sister? And he said, no, my, my brother, my other brother. And, and he just kept talking like it was no big deal. And they were like, wait, hold it. And now they're looking at us like, you have a son and you've not talked to us about that? <laughs> That's how close he is to our family. He, I beg him to spend time around my son because he's such a good role model. Don't tell me about somebody's life. You have no idea. Their life may suck. They may be in prison, but they have today to make a different choice. That's not religious. That's just getting rid of humanity's arrogance to make the call for everyone else. And that story could go a totally different way, right? Where instead of that, the whole beginning is the same. And instead, they wind up being a total slug and live at home and play xbox all day and guess what 
they still have the right to live. Still have a right. Whether they accomplish anything with their lives at all, you don't have the right to kill them because you think they might not do, uh, they, they might do life wrong to your standards. Or they may not have a life that you agree with. Yeah. How many, how many elites, how many elites that you, you can think right now, you see how they look at people in the center of the country. Do you think you could get Five or ten. You went to all the universities and everything. And I'm talking a low number here. Five or ten intellectual progressive elites that you could um, gather together that would agree that there are many people in the red states that should just be a li- just liquidated because they're never they're a harm to society. And uh, they just they're just dragging us back into the Stone Age. I can guarantee There's always a group you. that the progressives want to Correct. do this to go back. They would have been uh, aborting every mixed race baby. They would have been aborting every uh, gay Stu. child of uh, someone who they believed were to be gay. They're, they already are doing this. Mm. The, the, well, <laughs> it kills me that that uh, Nancy Pelosi comes out yesterday and she's talking about how this is just racist. All of this in Mississippi is just racist. Really? Is it because it seems to me that when 27 African-American women out of uh, uh, out of a thousand compared to 10 white women out of a thousand have an abortion, it seems Mm. like we're targeting African-Americans more than we're targeting blacks. And gee, how is that? How did that happen? Because Margaret Sanger was a white supremacist. This entire operation was put together to target the inner city, to target the black community, to eliminate the black race. Don't talk to me about racism and abortion because you're on the losing side of history. Back in a minute with more. Omaha Steaks, meat prices are out of control. You want to get dad a great uh, Father's Day, I mean, uh, Christmas present and Father's Day. Um, You can get this for me every day. A steak, a great steak. Omaha Steaks, enter promo code Beck in the search bar, and you're not just going to get dad a steak. The perfect gift package is $99.99. You get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons. These things, I'm telling you, their steaks have been aged perfectly. I'm a rancher. I know. You've got to age steaks just right. They go the extra mile, and you can cut these steaks with a fork. They're unbelievable. You also get chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. Use the promo code BECK, and you'll also get additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. So the shipping delays, the uh, the processing and the shortages don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. Remember, use the keyword Beck and save. This is the Glenn Beck program. So the corporate media is uh, really on the bandwagon that this is the end of Roe versus Wade. And there are three ways that this could could end. Um, I mean, it would be wonderful if 
if it ended so states had the rights to do whatever the people of that state wanted to do. Um, but it also could end three, three, three. All the justices, there's there's no majority. Um, we have absolutely no idea. Now, why is the corporate media telling you that this is over? It's over. Um, I think Stu was right when he said it's all about hyping up money and politics uh, and getting people ready for the midterm elections. Yeah. Can, can you imagine what the media is going to look like if, let's just say, July 2022, Roe versus Wade is overturned in the United States? Can you imagine can how you good? Imagine? Can you imagine how good Donald Trump looks? To the right. Could have a great argument as to, uh, yeah. I mean, assuming, you know, the, he has three justices there, assuming they come through, yeah. which would be probably necessary. I mean, unless they took a half step, would probably be necessary. But I, I think you'd get all three of them if this were to happen. And if so, it's going to look very good. Very good for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just, they're just ramping things up. Now, why? Because they believe it? No, because of politics. But there is another reason as well. Because they are going to target the Supreme Court. This is going to be their angle to add more justices to the Supreme Court. Or to uh, have some sort of time limit for justices to serve so they can pack the court. That's what the media is lining up right now. Those arguments to change the Supreme Court in case it does dismantle Roe versus Wade. This is the Glenn Beck Program.